Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Thunder fans, the Thunder won. (laughs) This is a a good day. The Thunder have been on a little bit of a rough stretch lately. Uh, The Thunder were playing on the second night of a back-to-back after a tough loss the night before in Denver. Luckily, the Clippers were also on short rest, even though they had a rest advantage. They they had a one-day rest advantage coming into this one, but... It's still it's a tough situation, but luckily the Thunder were able to pull this one out. I'm joined tonight by Dylan Hunsinger at Thunder Chats for the recap. Dylan, how you doing? Doing great, man. You know the Thunder got a victory, uh, bouncing back after a tough loss. So uh, always puts a smile on my face. And uh, Thunder fans, I can vouch for the fact he does in fact have a smile on his face at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, we, we watched the tail end of this game most of the second half when we recorded the weekly. Uh, that dropped, that'll, that'll drop tomorrow. And you can catch some of those live reactions to plays where the Thunder were able to pull this win out. Um, we really had a lot of fun doing that. So, check that out. But in the meantime, Thunder fans, if you didn't get to watch this game, you don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. Alright, so this game got off to a pretty good start for the Thunder. Um, funny thing here, my first note in this game is Russ looks pretty fast. And then that first note was scribbled out. <laughs> if that tells you anything about how this game went. Uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook were leaving a lot of layups short for the duration of the first quarter. I think Paul George missed three layups short, um, one of which he got fouled on. But it wasn't the type of foul that caused him to leave it short. It, it was just a coincidence. Uh, Jeremy Grant, I think, was really the story of the first quarter. He had two blocks, and in my notes, that blocks is written in all caps, so you know they were good. He hit a sweet fadeaway. He had a post up on, uh, I think it was, uh, oh my God, who's the who's the guy they got from the Pistons? Uh, Harris, Bryce Harris. Now the other one, the little one, Avery Bradley. Oh, yeah. Avery Bradley. He had a post up on Avery Bradley and just totally took him under the basket and put it in. And I saw what might become an evolution of Russell Westbrook's Rock the Baby meme, where Tim and Luau Cabarro 
hopped off the bench on that one. And yeah, he he padded. He he memed like he was patting a one and a half foot tall child on the head, <laughs> which I just love to see. Like it's not a baby anymore. It's he didn't rock a baby. He like rocked a toddler. You know, I think that could become something. What do you think? I feel like I've seen that before. I feel like I might have seen Russ do that like last year. Maybe. Like he just maybe. walked down and kind of like put his hand down, indicating the dude's small. Yeah, okay, okay. That, that's fair. I, I, I just really enjoyed it because uh, Schroeder jumped off the bench rocking the baby and then TLC was like patting a child on the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. But um, aside from that, I mostly thought it was cool that jeremy grant took advantage of a smaller player guarding him on the perimeter by doing that to him that's that's a real evolution of his game we've seen him knock down threes at a pretty consistent pace this year we've seen him drive to the basket slashing athletically like he does but to slowly dribble down back a guy down and hit a post-up layup when he has a mismatch that's a big deal for the thunder uh Beside that, he hit a really cool fadeaway, and he also hit the one where he got fouled before mm-hmm. the shot, but after he had picked up his dribble by Tobias Harris, I think, and then hit like a totally like flailing, falling back to the yep. free throw line fadeaway, just like like a superstar play, you know. <laughs> and it was crazy because like you know he he felt the contact and he put up the shot. And <laughs> I saw the ball go straight up in the air. I looked at Chelsea and I said, "Am one?" You know, I was just joking. Yeah. And then yeah. it just like dropped straight down the net. And I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's where I mean, like you could kind of tell that he like shot it with confidence and and found some modicum of balance before he threw that shot up to where it had a chance, and then it dropped through. And it was, it was just really great. Hey, do you have Alex Abrinas's final stat line? Yeah, he finished with uh, six points on two of four shooting. Okay, did he shoot a three? What did he, he have? Had two, he had two threes. He was over two. Over two. Oh, so that means he was two for two on twos, correct? Yeah. So, so the note I have is that Alex Sabrinas came off the bench about four minutes into the game, um, which I thought was noteworthy. Hence, hence me writing a note down <laughs> about it. <laughs> he. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, he he looked aggressive though. He was pushing the pace as soon as he touched it. He was he he had one particularly nice drive to the basket where he had a potential to get an and one on that play. Honestly, just like really aggressively drove it. I just think it's amazing how little his confidence craters when he's struggling. Yeah, and you know. Abrinas, like, his rookie year, his first year with the Thunder, he was oozing confidence. Like, right. as soon as he got that ball, it was up. He, he set the record for most threes made by a rookie, right, for the Thunder? Yeah, and when yeah. they asked him if they knew that record was coming up, he's like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> like he, he had so much swagger, so much confidence. And then last year, you know, he was kind of timid. For lack of a better word, he was timid on the court, off the court. And now you're kind of seeing him get back in that groove. So it's encouraging to see, especially with uh, all the, I'm not even going to say controversy, but with all the commotion around Alex Sabrina's his performance lately. 
Yeah, it's really good to see because the Thunder need him to be confident. He is hypothetically one of the best shooters they have available to them. So if he's not stroking it with confidence, then that's going to be a problem. Um, 14 of the Thunder's first 18 points were in the paint. To contrast that, the Clippers started five for seven from three. So, yeah. And it, so that's something that was kind of a problem throughout this game, but mostly in the first half, which is kind of odd. The Thunder have done a really good job defending the three-point line this season. So to see this team and the Nuggets the previous game just come out on fire from three, uh, you know, shout out Tory Craig. You can't really fault the Thunder when an 18% three-point shooter hits hits back-to-back-to-back three-pointers. But... that's a a trend with it we would like to see stop so after the first 14 points of the Thunder's 18 were in the paint Paul George came came out and hit back to back threes Um, neither were easy shots (laughs) he's he's just really feeling it right now and then he backed that up with two free throws on a drive and then a lob to Nerland's Noel and then the Thunder went into the, the end of the first quarter 30 to 25, Paul George 13 points, Grant 7, Russ with 0 points on 0 for 4 from the field. That's not great. At, at that point, what did he have? He Didn't he have like 4 assists at that point, something like that? Yeah, he had 4 assists, 5 rebounds, and 0 turnovers. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's a bright side. Um, yeah, I gotta look at the bright side. So then the Thunder went into the second quarter, and hey, man, you, are you are you seeing uh, Montrez Harrell's headband? Is, isn't that pretty cool? No thoughts. You have thoughts. I mean, he's honestly, got like the stretchy piece of fabric that you have to like tie in the back. It kind of looks like a karate guy headband. I think yeah, it's really I mean, cool. <laughs> He was rocking one of those early in the season when he had his little poof going on. Yeah, man, I, I I think all headbands should hereby be replaced by the karate headband. I, <laughs> I am in full support of those. They um, all have to be the karate kid. Yeah, it's all great. It's all great. Um, Montrez-san. So, Hami has no fear. No fear. He, he yes, is fearless. He has he, a knack for scoring one point less than the minute he's played. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the Jazz game he had nine points in ten minutes, and this game he had ten points in eleven minutes on the same four or five shooting. I mean, production. Dude just comes in and makes things happen. Like, yeah, he does. He does. All do it. Did you hear the? Uh, did you hear? He made a tough contested layup. I think against the aforementioned Montrez Harrell, and uh, the new announcer. What's what's his name? I'm not gonna. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna learn it until he earns it. Um, <laughs> he 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 made a big deal every time somebody made a tough layup. Of they hung in the air just long enough, and Michael Cage actually said that um, Hamadou Diallo said on the streets of New York City that the ability to hang in the air long enough to score means you have that jelly. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but I kind of like it. <laughs> See, I'm confused because I thought jelly was when you did like super crazy layups and for people who couldn't dunk the ball. But 
I mean, maybe yeah, I just yeah. I mean, I guess same thing. That applies. That's that's the situation it was. I don't yeah. know. Why? What does it mean? Where does that come from? I'm not sure where it comes from. It just kind of started coming out last year. But you know, like people who like go up and like clutch the ball and then do a little half yeah. girl like Steph yeah. Curry. He's real big okay. in jelly. Yeah, I don't, I don't get what the jelly means, but whatever the jelly is, oh, I'll tell you Hamadou, Di- Hamadou Diallo needs some peanut butter. It's the opposite. Of, <laughs> it's the opposite of jam. Ah, it's. I mean, it's 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 jam adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> the op- the opposite of jam is like, I don't know, a brick or something. Like a, like a dirt. I don't know. It's not. It's not jelly, but it's 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 definitely jam adjacent for sure. So all right, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we settled that. I'm glad we settled that. Hami's got the jelly. And the jam tag on it. He's got the jelly and he can get the jam too. <laughs> so Russell Westbrook in this quarter and really for the rest of the game, which we, we discuss in the weekly tomorrow, I suppose, was leaving all of his layups short. There was a sequence in this where he left two or three layups short, one after the other after the other. Um, do you have his shooting stats? He was four of seventeen shooting, three of four from deep, two of three from the free throw line. So that means he was one for thirteen from two. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. One for thirteen, and I would say that five of those were layups he should have made yeah um so yeah that's uh this win could have been a lot more impressive if that hadn't been the case but that was the case uh another note i have is ferg manly because there was a play in the second quarter where he completely stood uh Daniel gallinari up with his chest and just completely stopped his momentum and Gallinari held his face like a little injured person. And it was, it was just beautiful. Like, they ended up calling a foul on Ferguson, which I understand, as we discuss more extensively in the weekly. But it, it was just really impressive that Ferguson was able to hold his ground on that, given how slight he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was hilarious to watch because Ferguson's literally half of his size. And, like, you could see him, like, getting Maybe into position. Less. Maybe less. <laughs> and he just, like, puts his arms up and stands straight up. And he stops <laughs> Nilo dead in his track. It like, was great. Terrence Ferguson, brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> the lightest brick wall you've ever run into. So, Adams. At one point in the second quarter, the Clippers were 9 for 15 from 3. Which is pretty ridiculous. Absurd. Uh, you know what, though? At that same point in the second quarter, the Thunder were ahead. <laughs> I am. Like, the ability of this team to be ahead of someone shooting 9 for 15 from 3 is pretty remarkable. But the half ended with the Thunder ahead 61 to 50. Paul George at the half who we haven't talked nearly enough about, and we'll get to more, we promise. Had 21, 4, and 4. Jeremy Grant had 11. Steven Adams had 10. Russ only had 3. He made that one three-pointer. He was one for eight. 
from the field, but he did have seven assists, seven rebounds, and four steals in the first half. So then we move on to the second half. Um, a, a kind of weird note, the, the Thunder started the second half off with a Paul George air ball. <laughs> yeah. That, that was not going to be indicative of the rest of the game. Uh, Adams had a pretty crazy fast break dunk, which was really entertaining. As an alley-oop. Was yeah. that a rest setup? Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. It, it, he, Adams is so great. He's underrated running the break. Um, Paul George hit a three. Russ hit a three. Russ dove for a ball, which we talk about a little bit in the weekly also, but it's just really cool to see your superstar willing to sacrifice his body, especially when we also kind of feel like his body is already injured and he's still willing to put it on the line to try to just pick up a miscellaneous loose ball in the third quarter of a random regular season game. Shows how much he cares. It's, it definitely shows how much he cares. And, it's not like we are ever able to even challenge how much Russell Westbrook cares, but it really goes into sharp relief when he does something like that. Uh, Russ hit another three in third. Paul George hit another three. There was one really cool play where Nerlens Noel took a charge, but they allowed the play to go on because the Thunder immediately got a steal and Hamadou Diallo, who again has no fear, got a fast break layup uh and i don't know there's there's not a lot to add from the third quarter like the thunder were able to maintain the lead maybe even extend it a little bit here and there and we're able to just go into the fourth fairly comfortably do you have anything else to say about the third quarter no man you know it was just encouraging to see them uh be able to extend that lead um to see paul doris be able to build off his first half because you know, not so much this season, but in his career, um, he has had, you know, good first half, and then he come out in the third quarter and put up clunkers. But, you know, the Thunder overall, I mean, the third quarter, man, that's been their calling card all year long. Like, that's where we extend our leads. That's where we make our comebacks. And, it, you know, it was no different tonight. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, so then going into the fourth, my first note is just that Russ was hustling his butt off. So I can can you go ahead and read Russell's final stat line for this game? Absolutely. He had 13 points, 12 assists to four turnovers, nine rebounds, and six steals. Man, if only he had gotten that one last rebound to make this a good game. <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. And, I mean, people talk about Russ not playing defense. And, you know, he has his deficiencies on ball. But six steals in a game is impressive. Yeah, man. What's the league leader at? 2.2, 2. 2.3? 2. That range? His teammate Paul George. Yeah, something like that. Like, it's <laughs> it's amazing that he's able to add six steals. Um, and probably not 100% healthy. And... Look, he only had 13 points, and, and what what did he shoot again? Four of 17. Four of 17. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That's a bad shooting night. <laughs> like, 
No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He did a bad job shooting the ball, but he's still able to make a difference in the game, adding 12 assists on four turnovers, adding six steals. I, I just can't, <laughs> I can't oversell that number. It's, it's really incredible. Well, and rebounding. led the team in rebounding. He's 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 not very tall. <laughs> he's he's a he's a short fellow by he's NBA the, standards. He's he's the second shortest person who played minutes tonight. He led the team in rebounding. He's amazing. I I I, I don't think he's healthy. We'll talk about that later. But he's still adding value to the game in ways that other players just aren't allowed, uh, aren't able to. The one, the one um, non three pointer that he made in this game was a big mid range shot. Uh, very difficult step back free throw line jumper with a few minutes left in the game. Uh, the thunder, I don't know. Basically they just held on after that point, right? They were able to just match baskets until the game ended. And they ended up winning 110 to 104. Is there anybody you'd like to call out from the end of that game? I know I do, I do want to say it was a uh, it was cool to see whenever Russ made that first three in the first half. Um, the the Thunder crowd really exploded, and you know obviously they get excited when Russ does anything, but you know he's been struggling. It's no secret he's been struggling. And to see the crowd get behind him and encourage him, be like, hey, we're still here, even in your struggles, that was huge. And I, I think that's that helped him make those other two threes and, you know, complete the game, complete the win. You know, I just think it helped. I thought it was awesome. Totally agree. So uh, Paul George ended up with 33 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Um Look, the rebounds, like, honestly, that's been kind of low for Paul George lately. Mm-hmm. Seven rebounds. <laughs> that's just that's where the bar. The yeah, that, that's just where the bar is with him. Um, six assists, that's high for him, but it's not that high. Like, he's been doing a good job being involved in distributing the ball. Those thir- those 33 points came on 19 field goal attempts. So that's, he's just been really, really impressive lately. And, I'm going to keep saying this as often as I get the opportunity, but uh, Dylan, my co-host tonight, wrote an article on Now That's Thunder Basketball before the season even started, shouting out the possibility that Paul George could win the MVP this season. And I kind of laughed at him. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, but look, it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy right now. Like you're, you're, you've, it was a good point and there's a solid chance. He he's, if the thunder like end up with the one or two seed and, and the current stats hold, like it'd, it'd be hard to keep him out of that conversation. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging career highs in like, four or five statistical categories right now. Um, I mean, he's obviously, I mean, he's, he's easily having his best season. And the big thing about the MVP is it's narrative driven. And, you know, if you're looking for a narrative of Paul George, he committed to a team long-term, 
Russell Westbrook's been struggling out of the gates. He's had to pick up the slack for Russell Westbrook, um, you know, in these wins. And like you said, if, if his stats can carry over to when Russell Westbrook inevitably shakes out of his funk, um, then not only should he be in the conversation, he's going to be in the final voting. Yeah, I mean, going into this game, he's at 24.6, 7.8 rebounds, 4.3 assists. Like, 4.3 assists is no joke. I know yeah. I know, we all get spoiled by Russ averaging 10 and by the league leaders being up around 10, but 4.3 for a, a secondary ball handler, like, that's kind of remarkable, actually. 2.2 steals, who, I mean, that's at... Or above the league leaders, Russell Westbrook is also act- was also actually at 2.2 steals going into this game, which is pretty amazing. Um, 37% from three, a number that we just see continue to climb upward and upward. Mm-hmm. And I've said all of that without mentioning half of the game, in which he's one of the best defenders in the entire NBA. And noticeably, like he's not. Andre Robertson got a lot of hype last year from smart NBA watchers for being one of the best defenders in the league. And it is basically just from people who know what to watch for. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, It's people who look at the advanced defensive metrics, which are pretty unreliable and people who watch film games watch films of games multiple times to notice how good he is paul george makes noticeable defensive plays (laughs) like not only is he one of the best defenders in the game he makes steals takes it coast to coast and dunks it (laughs) you know like these are the kinds of things that get you defensive player of the year the the kind of draymond green block at the rim that gets you attention from voters the kind of uh Kawhi Leonard just like backhanded catch a steal doing a 360 without looking the thing that gets you noticed it's really hard to have defensive highlights that the average fan can appreciate and Paul George manages that and he's also just incredible on the offensive end so I I don't think it's that crazy at this point that he could get consideration for that award and the fact that we're talking about a player who's not Russell Westbrook in the potential MVP race right now is just astounding from a Thunder fans perspective. Like, thank you, Samuel Presti. You're the best. You're the best. Pretty good at your job, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So, um, I don't know. It's it, it, Russell Westbrook did have a weird game. He did really well, except for the shooting. Um, Dennis Schroeder also shot very poorly. Can you give us his stats? Yeah, he had eight points, three assists, three rebounds, one steal, two turnovers, uh, four or 14 shooting, and he was 0-3 from deep. Yeah, eight points on 14 shots. Um, The Thunder... I mean, look, we, we knew that he's not a notoriously efficient player. That's just true. But he's not this bad. Um, he's had some games that have been this bad, and he's had very few exceptionally efficient games to make up for that. 
So I think honestly that we can consider Dennis Schroeder to be in a slump. Yeah. For the for the last little bit. Um and that makes both of the Thunder point guards in a in a slump concurrently, which which is a problem. Um and, and we're still kind of winning. And still we're still kind of winning. Exactly. So I think that's really encouraging. I think Dennis Schroeder's shots are going to fall, and I think Russell Westbrook's ankle will get better, and that won't end up being as much of a problem. But in the meantime, the reason that we're still doing so well is because we have players who are raising their games to unexpected levels, players like Jeremy Grant. And what did Jeremy Grant do this game? Jeremy Grant did really good in this game. Really good. Uh, he had 18 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals, three blocks, and he made his presence felt early. Um, the thing that I was really impressed with was his efficiency because he only shot one of three from deep, one of three from the free throw line, but he shot eight of 11 overall. So um, he was he was shooting really good inside of the three-point line. Yeah, and... You know what's crazy about that is that, and I mentioned this in the weekly, there was a play late in the game where the Clippers had kind of made a run to get back in it, and Steven Adams caught the pass on a short roll, kicked it out to Russell Westbrook, who was pretty open, and as bad as he shot, he was three for four from three, and he he was pretty open on a catch-and-shoot three-pointer. So, like, I, I don't think we would have... We wouldn't have blamed him if he take the, if he took that shot, but we absolutely wouldn't have been surprised if he took that shot. Yeah. But what he did was he swung it to Jeremy Grant in the corner, and when he teed that shot up, what was going on in my brain was buckets. <laughs> That's the most surprising thing. Like he he's been so good this year that when he takes a clutch three, I just expect it to go in. It was the same spot that Paul George trusted him with in the fourth quarter of that Nets game and he knocked it down. Um, he's just been really good and he had 18 points and that doesn't even strike me as an anomaly, you know, mm-hmm. that that's yeah. the craziest thing about Jeremy Grant is when he does something great now, I think it feels normal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been a huge contributor to this team and, um, if you look at his plus minus, him and Russ are both plus zeros, but that's mainly just because Danilo Gallinari has just been murdering the Thunder all year long because he's staying healthy. But Jeremy Grant has played phenomenal defense all year long at his position. Um, he's morphing into an elite defender at his position, and Dude, he's I mean, so good. He's so good. And, I mean, I, and I've said and I've said this multiple times, but he's the best person I've ever seen at drawing a charge when he's mm-hmm. the primary defender on a dribbler. Like I've yeah. never seen anybody better than that. And it's not even like he learned that from Nick Collison because Nick Collison always only did it as the help defender. He's just so good at it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, if he and then he can up, also and then he be- can also throw and then he can also throw up help side blocks. Like it's, yep. it's crazy how versatile he is. Yeah, I mean he's versatile on both sides of the floor, and you know he just keeps improving. His game just keeps growing. Like he can 
he's he's not this is not Jeremy Grant's ceiling. Like he can continue to grow and develop. Yeah, and what's exciting is I what even is his ceiling? Mm-hmm. You know, like that that's the whole thought that was going through my head as he hit that crazy fadeaway where Tobias Harris pushed him all the way out to the free throw line from the block and he just like flopped it up there, <laughs> switched it. And it was like, oh, my God, what is his ceiling? Like, what could he be? Could he be? Like, I don't even know who who could even compare to like a, a fully elite defensive four. And He's like Jeremy and, Grant and like an all star offensive player. Like, I'm not saying he's there, but that could be his ceiling. Right. Who is that? Can you name one of them better than Serge Ibaka? Throwback on Mark Saldridge. He was never good at defense. <laughs> the no, opposite. No. The opposite of okay, like no, the opposite of Lamarcus Aldridge. Like maybe, I'm like I can't even think of the player who who would compare to an elite defensive four and an above average offensive four. There just aren't many of them. Usually, you have to sacrifice skill for defense. He could be both. They're not often. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you think Jeremy Grant is this team's Draymond Green? Yeah. That okay. That's that's interesting. He's he's not he's not going to be as good as Draymond Green on defense. Yeah. Because he I mean that's just basically instinctual. Right. Like he's not he's not gonna make a defense good on his own in the same way that Draymond Green does, just by covering over all the mistakes. That's our Steven Adams on yeah. this team. But he could I mean he's better than Draymond Green on off. He could be better than Draymond Green on offense. He could definitely be a better shooter. He he yeah. could definitely be able to create his own layup, as we saw with him backing down uh, Avery Bradley on the block just casually, you know, like that's so valuable. Like that ruins a switching and he sets good screens because he's got Steven Adams teaching him how to set good screens. Right. So he, he can force switches and then abuse switches. He he's so much more of a useful offensive player, even though maybe a slightly less good passer than Draymond Green is. Yeah. So if he can all if he can even just be a comparable defensive player with Steven Adams replacing the value of Draymond Green as a communicator, like to this team, yeah, he could be more valuable than Draymond Green is would be to this team. Sure. Alright. And yeah, I don't want to dwell too much on Jeremy Grant, but I do. And- <laughs> I want to dwell on him. <laughs> he's taken every challenge head on and he's succeeded in adding that to his arsenal. What skill would you have add to Jeremy Grant's arsenal next? <laughs> it's really funny that that's a hard question to answer because 
the the skills in which he is deficient are things that you can point clearly to and say that he's drastically improved at. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it I don't want to pick something that it's like, oh, well, he's already like getting better at that. <laughs> you know, so it seems like a waste of a pick. So I guess it would be ball handling. Yeah. You know, uh, like if, if he had KD ball handling, then that would be he'd be KD. Oh, whoa. He's yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, like I'm just saying, like if you if you had to pick one skill that would most elevate his ceiling, it would be that he can dribble like Kyrie Irving. <laughs> well, dang on. You dribble like Kyrie Irving with me. With right, me right. So what else? Well what else? What else would you say is the goal there? I would just say be more active on, uh, you know, maybe being able to push the ball in transition. That's fair, but he's usually he's usually up there looking for a lead pass. He's usually uh-huh. leading transition. I know, I'm just saying, like, you know, like Draymond's role, like, you know, if he gets a rebound, he could bring the ball up in transition and make a play. You know, I know Russ and Paul are usually the guys that are in charge of doing that, but they're both proven finishers around the rim as well too yeah so kind of so what you're saying is kind of playmaking um decision making passing right yeah well i mean uh, that goes back to my original answer which is you asked what could i pick to improve him and i'm saying that seems like something that is already imminently improving from him well, like you coming, man. Like you're seeing, you're seeing the play where he sets the pick and catches it in the short roll, and knows where the help comes from and kicks it to a corner. Like we've seen that several times this year. You know, like and that's great. It's it's excellent. I, I would love to see that keep improving. So, I don't disagree. I think that's an excellent choice. I just think that he might get there anyways. So, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna try to add something that it, I don't think he can get, which is Kyrie Irving ball handling. <laughs> Give me a dribble pull up, Jeremy Grant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, just quick shout out again to how amazing Stephen Adams has been lately. Uh, <laughs> he's been really incredible. The Thunder have been going to him lately. He he had a great game tonight. What do you what do you have on his stats tonight? We had uh, 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, and six of 14 shooting. Four six from the foul line. Oh, you know what? That's a bad game tonight. <laughs> and how crazy is it that Steven Adams with 16 points had a bad game? Yep, and he hit four free throws out of six. So that was four of six. Go team! Yeah, yeah, go team! <laughs> So uh, the Clippers hit 68.2% from the line tonight, and the Thunder hit 70.8. Woo! You won the free throw battle. With a number akin to the worst shooting team in the league, which is probably the Thunder, at around 70%, they won the matchup. (laughs) Go, team, go. It helps Harold miss two crucial free throws late in the game. He did. He missed both of them. Um, so, some sixth player, the sixth man of the year, right? Yeah. 
one of Schroeder's main competitors for that award. He, he outplayed him tonight. <laughs> well, he missed two of those free throws. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right. So they, they were both fine, and everyone was fine, and the Thunder won. But we are going to award the player of the game for this one. So the Academy Award for player of the game goes to Paul George. All right, Dylan, hit him with his stats. You ever get tired of saying Paul George for player of the game? I I never have and I never will. <laughs> All right, well, he had 33 points on 11 and 19 shooting, 5 and 9 from deep, 6 of 8 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. And what's crazy is he went into halftime shooting 4 or 5 from deep. So he shot 1 of 4 the rest of the game. So he could have had an even better game. Right. Well, I think he had 21 points at halftime. Yeah. Which was really the only reason that the Thunder went into halftime with that 11-point lead. He is solely responsible for that. He he was just really good. I mean, he made plays when the Thunder needed him to made play, make plays. He just absolutely picked up the slack whenever anybody, whenever the game started to get slightly in question, he was there with a big shot. And a lot of the threes he made were not easy threes to make um what else what else did he do on um rebounds and assists sorry he had seven rebounds six assists and on the six assists he had zero turnovers <laughs> well there you go like the and that six assists isn't even that crazy for him like he's averaging 4.3 which again is just him kind of taking ownership on this team and and him just really taking charge on being the person who needs to make plays, um, especially when Russell Westbrook is out. I never felt worried when Russ was out and when he was in. So congratulations, Paul George, on your player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? <laughs> I get a bonus. <laughs> That'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. All right. So, Thunder fans, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the weekly for live reactions from the game that we just recapped. Uh, we did the entire second half, maybe minus the first few minutes of the second quarter. And we caught some good moments on there. So, be sure to check that out. You can find us at Topic Thunder on Twitter. You can find us on thunderousintentions.com for this recap and every recap. Um, on Now that's thunderbasketball.com for every single podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you get an opportunity, please give us a good rating. Preferably all the stars you're allowed to give us. <laughs> and all the, all the stars and leave us a positive review um we'll be back for the recap of the next game in the meantime thunder up thunder up
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.